have you ever wanted to talk to your pet? <laughs> yes. Like such an infomercial. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to Call Your Girls, your favorite bitches, here with a really, really, really good episode for y'all. Yes. Um, I'm so excited about this one a lot because we've actually talked about our guest before because Kelsey was a client of hers. So this is like a little bit of throwback. Yeah, she's she's literally so cool. You guys are going to love her. Okay, so we're just going to kind of make the intro short because I know you guys want to get into this episode. Nikki Vasconas, she is a pet psychic, an animal communicator. I actually found her on TikTok and she has amassed over almost two or 300,000 followers on TikTok, almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. She is a lawyer turned pet psychic and she helps us connect physically with our physically connect with our animals. Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview today. She is just a joy and a light. And if you're skeptical at all, I feel like she's going to completely turn your uh, opinion around. So without further ado, let's just hop on in. Right, Kat? Right. Hey, guys, please help me welcome Nikki to Call Your Girls. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nikki. How are you? Hi, Kelsey and Kat. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, And I know a lot of our listeners are really interested in what you have to say whenever I shared originally that um, I hired you for your services with my dog, Blue. Um, I talked all about it and they're like, oh my God, that's wild. I want to know more. So I'm really excited to talk today. Um, So let's just hop right on into it. So for our audience who doesn't know you or doesn't follow you yet on social media, uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background? Did you go to university? What fields did you study? Did you graduate? Things like that. Sure. So I went to Boca Raton. I I went to school in Boca Raton, Florida. And it's funny, my major was criminal justice and a minor in political science, which is the complete opposite of what I'm doing now. But after college, I went to law school and I was a practicing attorney for about five years. At that time, I had no idea animal communication was even a thing, was even possible. I had never heard of it. I wasn't one of those kids that like saw spirits or heard from the squirrels like that didn't happen to me. And I was just a miserable attorney. I was super stressed out. I was in court every day. It was just not fun. And I learned in the midst of being a litigation attorney that animal communication was possible. And something inside of me was just like turned on and it was like, look into that more. And then that's just how it started. So I didn't even learn that this was a thing until my late twenties. That is like absolutely crazy. And it goes to show you that your path can always change. Right. Cause I'm sure once you became an attorney, you were like, this is going to be my life. And then a couple years later you were like, wait, (laughs) right. And Kat, when I, I was one year into law school. Well, let me take a step back. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I graduated college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Like who really does when you're 20, (laughs) 21 years old, right? So I was like, okay, let's go to law school. Like, why not? Okay, let's spend hundreds of thousands of dollars just for fun, right? Um, So first year of law school, I was like, this is awful, (laughs) right? But at that point, you're a year into it and you're like, well, I might as well just finish. (laughs) And so- yeah, it was just like when I when I learned that this was possible, it it was something I couldn't ignore and it it like fell into my lap. And when things fall into your lap, it's you have to just pursue it. 
Yeah. Isn't that insane? I feel like that has been happening to me a lot lately too. Like you just get the a feeling for certain things. Mm-hmm. And it just feels right. Um, and it's crazy to see where you are now. So what, was there an exact case or instance that you, that made you realize what animal communication was? There's not one in particular, Kelsey, because when I first started, I was doing them for free because I was still trying to figure out like, can I even do this? And before I started doing practice sessions, I was reading books and all these books by different animal communicators, they all said the same thing. They all said at one point, everybody can do this. And I was like, well, I'm everybody. So let's try. Right. And anyone will do something for free. Even if they think you're a total psycho nut job, they're going to do it for free because they love their pet. Right. So like, why not? So after doing these free sessions, I did free sessions for about eight months and I slowly didn't take me eight months, but I slowly convinced myself like, wow, I can do this because the feedback that I was getting from the people was phenomenal. And it was very specific things like not just, oh, I don't like my food or I love balls or, you know, it was very specific details that I would have (laughs) no way of knowing. And eventually you just after hearing this feedback over and over and over again, you just kind of convince yourself you can do it. Um, so there wasn't like one case where I was like, all right, I got this. It kind of was a culmination of months of doing these practice sessions to really build that initial level of confidence. And I say initial level of confidence because it probably took me about a year and a half <laughs> of even doing paid sessions to really be like, okay, I got this. It wasn't that I was right. doubting my ability, but like, it's a little weird, right? I mean, I don't like, I don't get instant feedback right away unless I hear from the people. So it just takes time. I love the honesty though. Like a hundred percent. I find that so cool because you're it's, I feel like when jobs are very unique, like yours, right. People are like, Oh, you just had it one day. And it's like, it's like anything else, right? Like it takes time and you're right. And I love that you like took the time and like got the feedback and stuff to really see if it was something Mm -hmm. that was going to work for you. How long do you feel like you were doing it that you were like, okay, this could be something that's full time for me. Like I'm ready to take the leap and leave, you know, my cushy job. Mm -hmm. It was, it was actually fairly quick. So I started doing sessions beginning of 2020 and I quit the law firm July of 2021. Wow. That is fast. fast. I did the free readings for about eight months, Mm -hmm. started doing donation basis, kind of pro bono, you know, pay pay me if you want. And then I started (laughs) charging like very minimal because I was still kind of too afraid to charge. And I, at the same time of doing that, I was I wasn't on social media. I hated social media. I didn't like being on camera. I didn't like any of it. And it was just like <laughs> not something I wanted to do. But in the, you know, now social media is free marketing. Like why not? So I started building my Instagram and I gained a decent ish following, a couple hundred followers, but yeah. from nothing that was good for a new business. Absolutely. And I slowly 500, then a thousand and then 2000 and it kept growing and growing. And I was like, wow, like this really could turn into a business. And now I'm almost at a hundred thousand. It hasn't even been a year. It's just like so amazing. But when I realized that people were interested in this and every time this is really cool, every free session that I did, every single one that person referred someone else, like all of them. It wasn't just like a handful. It was every single one. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to the signs I'm getting. But like you said, the law firm, it was a set paycheck. It was good paycheck. 
And I had student loan. I still have student loans. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you know what? I was miserable. And I got to the point where I knew that I wasn't going to excel anymore in the animal communication business while still an attorney, because the attorney job was such an energy suck for me mm-hmm. that I, I couldn't do more of the animal stuff than I was doing. And I was like, well, I need to make a decision. And my husband is so supportive. He was like, just quit. <laughs> so Hell yeah. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I awesome. think it's so funny that you said you were getting referrals because aside from talking about my experience with you on my social media, um, I told like a hundred people in person. <laughs> Guess what I did? <laughs> and it's funny, Kelsey, because and this is a totally honest comment. In the beginning, because you were you were kind of in the beginning. Do you remember when I did your reading? Um, I like I re- I really like I I paid extra to be like um on your like top of your way. You did a priority session mm-hmm. when, in in the beginning when I didn't hear back from people. Like I would send them the recording because I do all of my sessions remotely, like you know, and then gotcha. I send you guys the audio file to listen to. If I didn't hear back from people right away, I'm like, oh, it must have sucked. It was awful. They didn't <laughs> like it, right? And exactly. I still had that in me. I don't have it anymore. I, I know now. That's but awesome. so then when you reached out to do this podcast, like it had, you know, a year almost had gone by or maybe a little bit less. I was like, oh, she must have had a good reading. And it's like, done, Nikki, you don't need that feedback. But that's just how that's what this type of business is. You just have to build that confidence in the beginning and Mm -hmm. just trust yourself. I'm really glad you're sharing that because that's not something I thought of selfishly. Like I listened to the session that you had with Blue and I was so excited that I just couldn't like I just, my immediate reaction was not to like respond back with feedback. Right, right. So I feel bad that I did not, but I had a great session with you. Um, which no, was, too, it was but- perfect because it was all part of the the learning experience for me yeah, and to build right. that confidence, right? Like not hearing feedback because it happens all the time. And then right. a year later, I get an amazing email about how the session changed their life. So that happening over and over again, it's like, okay, you can yeah. do this. It's all good. A hundred percent. And I think we're also prone to needing feedback. I don't know about you guys. I definitely am that person that needs, needs the validation. I think that's mm-hmm. everybody, you know, at some point. And I think on social media, especially it's hard sometimes it's like, I'm sure you've had this with your page too. It's like, if something doesn't, you know, you put out something that you think is going to be really good and it doesn't like hit the way you think it will. You're like, Oh, it must've sucked. And in reality, I'm sure it's the same thing with your sessions. Like exactly like Kel said, people just forget. <laughs> like, right. You know, and they also don't want to feel like they're bothering you because they might be thinking, well, of course, the session was amazing. This is your business, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So whenever you switched to full time, did you notice there was a really big demand when you kind of switched to full time or when you went on using like TikTok to kind of leverage your audience? I'm laughing because TikTok it's wild, right? It's wild. wild. Okay. So let's, let's go from the beginning here. Made an okay. Instagram, had a couple hundred followers, eventually a thousand. Right. In, I still remember it. November 5th is when I made my first TikTok video. November 5th of 2021. Okay. At that point, I was about two weeks booked out. So you would go on my website, you would schedule, you would pay, you'd schedule a session within two weeks. You got your, your reading. Okay. I made a TikTok, went viral like in two days, like viral, I mean, like a hundred thousand followers in like two days. And I woke up one night, I woke up one morning. (laughs) Yeah. I woke up one morning 
to 37 orders from when I was asleep. I can only do two a day, Mm -hmm. maybe four days a week. So I went from two weeks booked out to like two months booked out. The next night (laughs) I went to bed. I woke up the next day with 49 more orders. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to stop it. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be booked out six months. A lot can change in six months, right? Absolutely. Good problem for any new business. But I was like, what do I do with this TikTok thing? Like, I didn't even know how to, my my videos were awful. I would like not blink or blink too much. And like, I would talk and then turn my head and say a new sentence. It was so weird. But that's when I I had to create a wait list, Kel. So your question about the demand, um, I was still a lawyer from November until the following July. I went part-time attorney, but I eventually in January of 2021, I had to create a wait list and close my books. And it took me nine months to catch up from, there was like three or four days that I got massive amounts of orders overnight while I was asleep. Because while I, I would usually post TikTok videos at nighttime, that's when they do best. They would go viral while I was sleeping. And then I would wake up to all these sessions. So it was like so overwhelming, but like really exciting, but really overwhelming. And it that was last November. I mean, it was just really cool. It's literally been a year for you and you popped off right away. That is the coolest thing ever. And like TikTok, we all just said this, but like, I feel like when people don't, aren't on the app, right? Like every time I'm like, oh yeah, like I post on TikTok, I do this, I do that. People are always like, that's a kid's app. And I'm like, the amount of money and the fact that TikTok literally launched your business is so cool, right? Launched it in a week. And then TikTok feeds Instagram, right? right? And then your Instagram grows and then Instagram followers convert easier than TikTok, Right. So like surprised a, by that. at least in my experience. So mm-hmm. like three hundred thousand followers on TikTok is probably equivalent to like maybe a hundred thousand or less on Instagram. Right. For me. So like if you have a video go viral on Instagram, I mean that happened to me a couple of times and I went from like ten thousand followers to sixty thousand in like three days, which on t- Instagram is really, really hard. Cause I have oh, like, it's two impossible. videos back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening? But I feel like when this stuff happens and this quickly it's because you're on the right path. Absolutely. If I was like a, what's that saying? If you're like a square peg trying to go into a circle hole Mm -hmm. or something like that, Mm -hmm. this stuff wouldn't happen. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool that you can like really see the signs. Do you find that it was hard to share this type of thing with your friends and family? Because I feel like with certain, I don't know, jobs, not even certain jobs, just anything that's a little bit against the grain, right? I feel like you're really excited about it and you really know the vision and you know, it's going to work, right? You feel great about it. I know we've talked about this before, but your friends and family are always like, girl, really? Like you really think you're going to post on social media, you know? (laughs) Right. No, for sure. And I get that question a lot. And I don't know if I just am like lucky, but I really didn't have any of that. So I have like the most supportive parents ever. My husband, like we're both a little bit weird. So he was all for it. Um, I did get a lot of people were like, you you're doing what you're you're quitting wait you're a lawyer you like you you know you went to law school right and I'm like yeah I I do know that Mm -hmm. and and it's funny my so my mom was all for it because she was just like this is awesome awesome." my dad would never admit to it yeah like when he was when he went down to Philadelphia to to move me out of my office he was like cranky and grumpy and I said to my stepmom I'm like what's his deal and my stepmom was like Nick this is 
a little hard for him. I'm like, hard for him, you know? <laughs> but like, he's like my biggest fan and my number one supporter and always, you know? But it was yeah. like, from a parent's perspective, your daughter is lo- leaving a quote, lucrative, right. status oriented job mm-hmm. to like the unknown. Absolutely. I think they just worry sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because my parents are the same way. I feel like with blogging, my dad was always like, yeah, you're going to need something else. And then like in the past couple of years, he's like, do you know my daughter? She's online. (laughs) So my dad, it's so funny because my dad, like he, he's a IT manager at a police department. So he's always in the beginning when he first started there, they knew me as his daughter, the lawyer. And now they know me as his daughter that talks to dogs. It's so funny. It's awesome. But how much cooler is it to be the latter? Like, let's be right? honest. You know right? I mean? Oh my gosh. Sick. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cool. Um, okay, so since I was a customer of yours, I kind of know how it works, but I really want you to explain to our audience kind of how it works as far as, you know, sending the photos in and kind of how your process goes. For my sessions, as you know, Kels, they are all done remotely. So what that means is I'm never, I don't even do them live on Zoom with people or in person. What happens is you upload a picture of your animal and then I look at that picture. I do my session just with the picture. So in the beginning of the session, I look at the picture for a couple seconds, just connecting with your animal. And then I to put my phone down and I'm just sitting there with my eyes shut for an hour. There's not very much to look at. Literally, like people are always like, post a video about you doing a session. I'm like, you would see me sitting in a chair, not moving with my eyes shut. Um, But what I do is because I do it remotely, I record myself speaking on my phone. So when I ask like your dog blue, for example, I ask a question, I ask it out loud so that you can hear what I'm asking And then I repeat their answer out loud. And then after the session, usually about an hour-ish, now it's about an hour. When I first started, it was a little bit less. But I send you the audio file to listen to. So you can listen to our entire recorded conversation and you can have that forever. And people ask me, well, like, I don't like that you don't do it in person. Like, how is it going to be as effective? And for me, I actually find it's more effective and then I can connect in a lot deeper and get more information when I don't have the owner's energy there or the owner's asking questions. Because if I'm having a dialogue back and forth, half of that time is me speaking to you as opposed to me talking to your animal. I can't do both at the same time. That makes complete sense. It's so interesting how like, do you think too, sometimes maybe if you were in person with the owner and the animal, like, well, you just basically said this, but like the, almost the energy of the animal could be too much. You can't really like feel like you're like relaxing and connecting rather than through the photo. That's so interesting. Did you find that in the beginning that you would do it through photos or were you in person with people? I started with just photos. Got that's, it. that's all I've ever done. And I think that in I'm actually for the first time tomorrow, I'm actually filming live in person doing readings. So cool. It'll be interesting. And like, I've never even done that, but it'll be great. It'll be good. Um, But I find that like, if you're in person, you can be distracted. A doorbell rings, a dog barks, like, and I'm allergic to cats. So I could never go to a person's house with a cat. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do them all in my own quiet room. I usually start at like seven in the morning. I'm a very early morning person. Yeah. It's just my energy is at the peak at that time. Literally so interesting and it, so it, cool. I loved personally getting the full recording because you hear you talking with the animal and kind of uh, trying to like understand what the animal is trying to get across and it's in real time. So it's really cute. You feel like you're there anyways. 
And I really like how before the session started, you allowed me to ask you or give you a few questions to ask Mm -hmm. my pet. So that was nice too. (laughs) I had such a good experience. It was great. (laughs) And it's, it's fun because people were always Uh, like, well, how do I ask questions? And like you just said, Kels, I, I have the people, the humans submit their questions ahead of time, but I don't look at that until after I do the main part of my communication, because the less I know ahead of time, the better. And this goes into why I think sessions not in person is better. Because if I walk into your house and your dog jumps up all on me and like attacks me and it's growling or your dog is really scared, I'm going to know that about them. So then when I connect in and I'm like, oh, your dog is really shy, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. well, duh, you just right. saw that. But when I don't know anything, it's more cool for you to be like, wow, how'd she know that? And um, and also, I don't like looking at the questions ahead of time because one of your questions might be, why is my dog so anxious? And then if I read that ahead of time, I go into it thinking the dog is anxious, but maybe the dog is only anxious in the car or when new people are over, you know? So it, it's I look at those questions at the end because it just keeps everything clear and unbiased. I love that. That's that's such a good so, point. It's so cool too, though, because like like you said, I feel like a lot of times people people, you know, people can really dispel certain things because they're like, oh, you knew this, you knew that you literally go into it with a clean slate, which is crazy. And it's probably really exciting. Like you said, when you do hear feedback, cause you're like, holy shit, I was on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome because I don't, re- I can't remember what came up during the sessions after the fact, because imagine if you were just talking for an hour, you couldn't remember every single thing that you said about whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially with animals, I don't know. So when Mm -hmm. I get feedback, I'm like, wow, that was, that was really good. Nice job, Nikki. Like that was specific. It's so funny. It's amazing. (laughs) What are some common things that your clients ask for you to ask their pets? Are there like always questions that kind of come up for you or anything more specific? One of the common questions or um, issues that people deal with is their dog or cat has separation anxiety and nothing against dog trainers. I have a really good friend who's a dog trainer and we work together and it's great. But what I have found is that a lot of dog trainers are telling their clients not to tell their animals details about their day, where they're going, when they're coming back, because it can create anxiety. For me, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me because in my experience, when my clients do just that, when they tell their animals exactly where they're going, I'm going to work, I'll be home at 530, I'm going away for two days, I'm leaving tomorrow at 11, I'm coming home Sunday at five, like they understand. And you know, that the example where you'll be gone for two days, you come home Sunday at five, I hear so many times at 445 p.m. on Sunday, the animal goes to the window looking out at, at the driveway. So like they understand. So separation anxiety is a big one. And it's just talking to them, telling them what's going on, the details, just like you would a human child. Another common issue is really just, are they happy? What do they want more of? It's a lot, People do come to me with specific issues. Why is my mm-hmm. cat p- not peeing the litter box? Mm-hmm. Um, that type of stuff. But a lot of it, especially because I'm so booked out, it's not so much major emergencies because I'm not really in a place to be able to do that because you are waiting three, four months. Um, But it's like, what can I do to improve their life and just to deepen the bond? And it's fascinating because our animals, they all have advice for us. And it's so funny because like they will call us out on what we know we should be doing. And then to hear it from your animal, it's just like so motivating. (laughs) 
That is the coolest thing ever. And I need to know what my cat would say to me because she's probably <laughs> like, girl, do your shit. <laughs> right. I talked out a, here. <laughs> I talked to a dog buster. I still remember it because I said, is there any, I always ask, is there anything about your home that you don't like? Did I ask blue that Kels? Do you remember? I think so. I'm trying to remember what he said. Yeah. I always ask the animals, is there something about your home you don't like? And then I always follow it with, is there something about your home that you love? Mm-hmm. And when I talked to this one dog, Buster, he said, I don't like what mom does at night when she goes outside and it makes her cough. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> so the, this mom, he was tattling on his mom for starting to smoke again. So this this, this human mom <laughs> was listening to this session with her kids who didn't know she started smoking cigars again. Only her boyfriend knew. They listened to this. And they were like, mom, you started smoking again. It was so funny because the dog tattled on her. Like they, and, and she knew she shouldn't have been smoking again. Right. It's, it's awesome. Oh my God. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> Some of the things that stood out in my session was in Blue's session was um, you definitely said like, what's your favorite part of the house? And he said like all the windows, which is he mm. literally just goes towards the sun all the time. Um, one thing I asked you to ask him was like, why do you always chew on like mom and dad's hand? Like for fun, like okay. why are you always trying to like get our hands? And um, he said it feels good or something. And you were like, well, you should stop doing that. It hurts mom and dad. And I kid you not, he stopped doing it. It was the, it was oh, insane. I, so I and that, it. Was, that was one of like many just, things that I've been able to witness. But the one thing that you mentioned as far as letting your pets know where you're going and what they're kind of expecting for the day, I do that all the time. Like today, Blue has a has a play date. So I'm like, okay, today we're going to go meet a new friend and we're going to go at this time, which is a great tip. So do you have any other like cute little tips to give our audience of how to grow closer with their own pets? Kind of like that. The number one is what you just said, details. But the number two is, and this works with human kids too, saying what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. An example, if for some reason you don't want your dog up on the couch, you don't want to say, don't jump up on the couch. Because when you say don't do something, in your mind, you're picturing them doing that exact Op, that exact action. Mm-hmm. So they receive the mental image of what you're thinking. And then they think you want them to do that because in your mind, you're picturing them jumping up on the couch. So they do that and then they get yelled at. So what you want to do is say, keep your paws on the ground, keep your butt on the ground. If your cat or dog always runs away from you, rather than saying, no, don't run, stop, stop. You want to say, stay close to my leg, stay by my foot. Oh. It just, you're then you're not sending mixed messages. Because they hear what you're saying, but there's no way to form a mental image of don't. Like if I were to say, don't think about tanning on the beach, you're thinking about tanning on the beach. There's no way that you don't think about that. So really switching the way you speak and saying it in the affirmative will make a huge difference with training of all animals of any sort. Oh, I love that. That's such a good one because I feel like we all... Like, you know, the minute a dog jumps on you, their owners are like, don't, 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 don't. And like, you get it. The minute my cat starts scratching something, I'm like, girl. (laughs) Right. Like, stop jumping up. Stop jumping up. It's no, it's pause on the ground. Or if they're barking, stop barking. It's keep your sounds to yourself. 
you know, quiet. It it takes, it takes work for us because we're so used to saying the opposite. Like you just said with your cat, stop scratching, you know? Definitely. I love that too. Cause sometimes I can, I'm sure you feel this way since, you know, this is your bread and butter, but sometimes when she will be scratching and I'm like, girl, don't scratch. I'm always like, is this so confusing? Cause like, I want you to come sit here with me, but I don't want you to scratch. And I always feel kind of bad. Cause I'm like, she's probably like, huh? You just told me to come here. You know, like I feel bad for them. It's, it's gotta be tough. So I love how you're saying like, there really is a better way to communicate and it doesn't have to be, you know, such like blurred lines all the time. But also too, if she's scratching, it could be because she wants your butt to get up and get away from the computer. You know, sometimes it's, they're trying to send a message. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you're thirsty and you've been putting off getting water for so long and they're trying to get your attention. So it's like the third tip. So the one is, um, I forget what the one was. What was the first one, Kelsey, you just said before I said telling them, Um, oh, details, details, telling them what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is listening, like not assuming that their behavior is something bad or something's wrong. Of course, you always want to consult with your vet if something's going on but sometimes behavior can really be because they're trying to convey a message to us about something we are doing that they don't like so it's like thinking okay why does my dog keep peeing or i'll give you a personal example my dog i used to have a really bad eating disorder and not really bad but it was like not good yeah and my dog has never pooped inside ever and he would always follow me to the bathroom and i started realizing this was like when I was kind of getting into animal communication, I started realizing these patterns. He would always follow me. He would always open the door and just look at me. Anyway, one time he pooped on my bed. I was in the bathroom. He pooped on my bed and I walk out and I, and I knew exactly why he did it because I was just throwing up and I allowed it to like leave my brain. And I was like, you know, that was a coincidence, even though I knew it wasn't the set, the, like two days later, he did the same thing. And something inside of me was like, you are hurting your dog by doing this because he never does that. So I I had been wanting to stop forever right? and just wasn't. And so I looked at him that day and I said, Donald, I will never make myself throw up again. Never did. He never once pooped on the bed after that. So it's like, people could have been like, why is my dog pooping on the bed? Something's wrong with him. No, I was the problem. So it's things <sighs> like that that can happen now. Just switching a gear in your brain to, okay, is there something deeper behind this? That literally brought his hair to my eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, so sweet. it's amazing because like I get a lot of hate on social media when I share that story because people are like, that's not eating disorders. Don't just stop overnight. And I was like, I never said that. This is no. my page and my testimony and like my personal story. 100%. Right. So it's, it's like Donald is my little soul dog and he helped me with that. Our animals are our greatest teachers for sure. I love that. Could we talk a little bit about, I'm not sure how you, how much you know about this. I would assume a little bit because you're in the industry, but soul animals. Mm -hmm. And I think I've heard you talk about this on TikTok before. Could you go over a little bit about like what that means? I think that we really have soul contracts with our animals, with people in our lives, with whatever animals and people and, and, you know, like we have, I think we have guides and angels mm-hmm. and helpers out there to help us. Yeah. But with our animals, like there are times where, like I love both of my dogs, 100%. But Donald, there's something different there. Like, and he's the reason I, he helped me overcome an eating disorder. So it's like we have these contracts that I think of 
for whatever they might be, like our animals might have a mirror soul contract with us. They mirror something that we are doing. So maybe your dog is really, really anxious or your cat is really anxious, but that they're only doing that to bring awareness to you and your anxiety, to bring it to the forefront of your mind. Um, Another example could be like they don't trust new people. Maybe you don't trust new people, right? So things like that. And there are so many stories where I hear of an animal helping someone get over an addiction, a loss, a divorce, something where it's like the the effect that the animal had on the person was too profound to just be a coincidence. Like people are commenting all the time when I make these soul contract videos, there's no soul contract. I went to Pets Plus and bought my dog. And I, and I don't even respond okay. to this anymore. <laughs> Not but it's worth like, it. <laughs> right. But it's like, even to that, it's like, well, why did you go to that Pets Plus? Exactly. Why did you go on that day? You know, like there's so much more behind the scenes. And like, if you have several animals, but you feel this deeper connection with one, like mm-hmm. I think you have soul contracts with all of them. They all have something to teach you. Mm-hmm. But there's deeper levels of it with certain animals over others. So do you feel like certain people have a greater, I mean, obviously you, but certain people have a greater connection in general. Cause I can think of like a friend who is literally Dr. Doolittle, like every animal is just like comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that there has to be something to that. Right. Well, I think it comes down to how stressed out are you? Are you, are you not well health wise? Are you angry? Cause Mm -hmm. they can feel our emotions. So when I was, when I was a stressed out lawyer, I never would have been able to excel at this had I tried when I was in trial every single day because I wouldn't have had the energy. So like if you are just like with anything else in life, if you're really stressed, if you're in a toxic relationship, if you're not well health wise, if you're tired, whatever it may be, your ability to do to succeed in life is hindered. And like for me, if I eat too much or I go to bed too late, I don't do sessions the next morning because my energy is not at the peak. So do I think that some people are naturally, I don't want to say more gifted. It it comes to them easier. Mm -hmm. Yes. However, I do feel that I do believe that all of us can get there, can do it if we do the things in our life that keep our energy clean and pure 100%. I love that you're not like gatekeeping the situation because I feel like sometimes that's it's so cool to hear you say that. And you're such a pure, lovely person because I feel like with a lot of this stuff, people make it seem like I'm the only one. I am, you know, I am the expert here. And like mm-hmm. you, you could never be. Right. <laughs> and I, right. I think, like you said, like everybody has something and it's it's almost interesting the way to like, do you feel now that you're more connected with animals? Do you feel more connected to spirits in general, like you said, with like guides and stuff like that. Like I, cause I hear people talk about that all the time and it's, it's so interesting the way that Mm -hmm. people can really feel the energy around them just in life. Totally. So my connection with my dogs is I have two dogs is phenomenally greater than before I was doing this. Not because I didn't love them then. I just didn't have the awareness of the depth that the connection could be Mm -hmm. my connection to all animals. Oh my gosh. Like it's, like I, when I mow the grass, it takes me forever because if I see a, uh, if I see a bee on a flower, I go around it and then there's all these spots and then I go back to it. So it's like sometimes a little stressful. Cause like I if I see it. a butterfly hovering over the ground, I slow down and I'm like, okay, can you move? I need to mow here. Right. So like, I wasn't always like that. And it's just, you see, you just see life differently. I never really, I grew up, I was raised Catholic in the Catholic church and <laughs> 
it, for that. me, like, yeah, like I would, we had to go to confessions and mm-hmm. what, what seven-year-old has that many sins in confession? So I would just make shit up. Mm-hmm. I didn't do all of us, all yeah, of us. <laughs> right. So like, I was so far from any of the guides and angels because it, for me, I was like, I don't, there's so many rules. Like, what do I even do? Right. Absolutely. And I got into this work and I just like in my sessions, I can just feel, I don't necessarily feel like essence or spirits like next to me, mm-hmm. but I, I know I have help. And yes. like, I just feel like I have assistance from guides somewhere to like, allow me to do this session. And I see synchronicities with numbers. Like, I feel like my guides talk to me a lot in numbers. There's three sets of numbers in particular that I see all the time. And um, I haven't been doing animal communication readings lately because I got so sick to, to back to back. And I, st- I started seeing my animal communication number a lot the last three days. And that's how I know, okay, like I'm about to start doing readings again. It's, it's awesome. It is so cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. I want to ask a little fun question. Well, what types of animals do you do? Do you do all animals? And what is maybe say the weirdest or most unique animal you've ever talked to? I definitely talk to all animals. So, and they all sound the exact same. The horse sounds the same as the cat, as the bunny, as the cow. So cool. And I, they, they sound the same. They sound the same in, in, in refer, in reference to like they have opinions and they have things to share, but their personality obviously is always different. Every animal's personality is unique to them. Um, but I've done, so the typical dogs, cats, horses, but then cows, pigs, bearded dragons, turtles, geckos. No one's paid a, paid for a session for a fish. <laughs> it's going to um, happen. I can feel right? it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. My one friend has a farm. So I've talked to a lot of her animals. Donkeys. Oh, so cool. It, it's, it's all of them. And like, I think the, the one that's like the most bizarre is probably the bearded dragon because I know nothing about them. <laughs> or and really turtles because like turtles, you can't even see their whole body. So I'm like, do you want us to massage anywhere? Wait, all we can reach is your foot. Like, <laughs> how can we improve your life through your feet? <laughs> you know? So good. I it is. It's a, so different. <laughs> yeah. I talked to a turtle like a month or so ago. And I, I still laugh when I think about it because the turtle said, I said, I always ask, is there anything that dad does or mom or dad that you don't like? Mm-hmm. You know? And the turtle said, I don't understand. And this is exactly how he said it. Nick. He called me Nick. And I started busting out laughing. He goes, Nick, I don't understand why dad has to chew so loud when he eats. He spits the crumbs everywhere and he makes a mess. He's like a toddler. And, <laughs> and at, this was a, this was actually a, a Zoom recording that oh I did. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And the, the, the mom like literally spit, busting out laughing. She was drinking because she yells at her husband every day for how he eats. <laughs> and the turtle <laughs> called him out on it. Oh my God. That is so, so funny. I so, love that they're so perceptive, you know? Yes. Our animals are, and that cat, that is key right there. Our animals are so more, much more perceptive than most of us realize. They really see everything. So cool. And it makes sense. Like, I almost feel like it, you know, I'm sure you've said this to people plenty of times, but all this stuff makes sense. Like they all have patterns. They all have things they do all the time. And it's because of the stuff we do. Like they're not just these brainless creatures that are just, you know, floating around. Like, it's so cool to hear you say like, there's just so much more there. Cause it's so nice. And it's so lovely to feel like you can have the connection to your pets. Do you ever just think about Mm -hmm. that? Like, Oh my God, I have these like cute animals that like live with me. (laughs) They're, they're silent witnesses to our lives. 
Yes. I heard 100%. that line the other day on social media somewhere. And I was like, that's, that sums it up. These silent awesome. witnesses to our lives. It's the coolest thing. Cause they are, they're there for everything, you know, they're mm-hmm. there for your bad moments, your good moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so freaking cool. I love hearing that. Do you feel like you are just a happier person getting to do this every day than your previous job? I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I literally live comfortable. I'm in sweatpants. So awesome. I do my sessions sometimes if it's summer, like I don't even have pants on, right? You know, like <laughs> so much better than like a suit and heels and like hair and makeup. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm just in my PJs and comfy. <laughs> yeah. Talking to animals or no offense to people, but <laughs> right, <laughs> it's exactly. a lot better. Right. Um, it's awesome. I, so you do talk to deceased animals, correct? Yes. Oh, cool. Is I didn't there know a difference in the communication style of that? None. And because of that is why I don't do missing animal sessions because Mm -hmm. I can't always tell if they're living or deceased. Mm -hmm. And the number one question for a missing animal is, are they living or not? Right. Right. And I don't feel confident that I can know that Um, because sometimes like, and people are always like, well, just ask the animal if they're alive. And I'm like, well, it's not that simple because I might get images. And if they show me an image of this place where they were at, that might've been a half hour ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started this work, I did not talk to deceased animals because I, in my mind, I'm not a medium. It didn't happen to me as a child. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And it right. was when I'll never forget it. I was doing a practice session on a cat in the very beginning, a free session. The human just forgot to tell me that her cat had passed away a couple months prior. It just, she just forgot. So I did this session. It came, everything was specific. Like I still remember it, you know, the specifics of this bookshelf that the cat would lay on, all this stuff. And after the session, when we were talking, everything that the mom was saying was all in the past tense. Kitty used to love this. Kitty used to do that. And I was like, hey, why is everything in the past tense? And she's like, oh, well, Kitty died in March and it was July. I was like, what? That's but I'm insane. so I'm so thankful that happened because that opened up this whole other realm of sessions for me. And like, it's just, it's the exact same, literally the exact same. Wow. What a cool way to stumble upon that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Wow. And with, with no fear, because I didn't yes. know, like if she would have yeah. said, oh, my cat's deceased, I probably would have gone into it thinking, I don't think I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been as good because of my own self-doubt. Definitely. But, have you did one animal twice? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 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 People have definitely bought follow-up sessions. Are they sure. like, hey, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because like, I can't, yes, that happened. I'm trying to think of the dog's name, Peter. His name is Peter. Oh, Peter. He, so I don't, I can't remember what comes up. Like if I were to talk to your dog again, Kelsey, I would have no idea what he shared because I just can't remember it. But when I talked to Peter, it was this white fluffy dog. I think I did three sessions with him. The second session, no, the third session, he entered the communication in my mind. It's all done remotely. Remember? And he goes, oh, great. It's you. And I started <laughs> busting out laughing because I've never had that. And I was so like, funny. hi to you too, dude. And I'm like, can we talk? He goes, I guess so. You're you're pretty good. So yeah, this is what I want done. Like with that attitude. And he literally listed, I want this, 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 and this. And the humans were cracking up after the fact because just that the, the day before they were making a list of all these things they wanted to get for him or do for him. And some of the things he said were on that list. It was so great. That yeah. is the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I love how he's like, these are my demands. Yes. Please pass them along. Right. Get it done now. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. And I've had I've had animals like 
abruptly end the session like okay we're done see you later and they just leave and I'm like all right see ya but it's like after you know it's a full session but some of them are like all right thanks like I'll talk to you later and some are just like I'm done with you goodbye and they just walk away (laughs) like that's all (laughs) right do you ever want to tell people like your cat's a bitch (laughs) you know it's so funny so like I'm I will just say like what they're how they're coming through like I probably wouldn't say your cat's a bitch but I would say <laughs> I would love has, that I'd feel your, like, yeah. your cat has an attitude you know and I would kind of giggle <laughs> right exactly oh my god that's so funny because yeah. I feel like some animals you you know like you can even just tell you know what I mean I'm like oh that's over there like my cat is a bitch <laughs> no she's a sweet angel baby but my mom's cat is a dead bitch yeah. <laughs> I know she but is it's funny because like in her mind she's just perfect and everything's great but I have I have a ton of animals that refer to themselves that they're like royalty you know that so like in our perception of them they're probably the animals that are bitches (laughs) in their eyes I am a king like take care of me (laughs) that is so cute I want to do your job that is so much (laughs) it's Uh, so entertaining I feel like mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh because Nikki, after I listened to your uh, communication session with Blue, I felt so much more connected to him. Um, it's the weirdest feeling. Um, well, but- right, because it's like we 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 all know that our animals know we love them and we tell mm-hmm. them a million times a day. But to hear it back and and to get validation of things that like a stranger would have no way of knowing, it just shows you like they really do understand and see you. Right. Oh, that's so cool. It's crazy. Is it different for you if you were to, do you think like adopt another animal? Do you think it would be hard because you would kind of want to almost like communicate with them and see like, who's my best fit? Like say, you know, most people are like, okay, I'm going to just adopt this dog. They have a super cute face. Are you like, I want to feel connected to you before I adopt you? I've only had two dogs in my life. The ones that we have now. And when we got them, I wasn't, I didn't know about animal communication. Mm -hmm. So going forward, like if I were to get another animal, they would literally have to like show up on my doorstep because Mm -hmm. like, then I know like you're meant to be here Yes. or, or like, I, I feel like I would just have a feeling like we're meant to be together. Not that I would turn an animal away, but like, maybe it's a foster situation and like, you're not meant to stay here forever, depending on like the vibes, you know? Right. But I, I definitely feel like it would be, it would have to feel right. Otherwise, like it wouldn't be right for them or me. So I, I think at one, one day when that happens, if we do get another animal, that would come into play for sure. I think that's very real. And it's it's funny because my boyfriend has always like found his cats. Literally, they've he's mm-hmm. just like stumbled upon them. And he's always like, I feel so connected to them. Like they yep. are, you know, like I feel like our hearts are connected. And it's funny because my parents have always, you know, like got pets at Petco and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved my cats I grew up with, but they're dead bitches. I'm like, I love that you said like when you come together for a reason and it's almost like you need each other, like mm-hmm. it might be a deeper connection. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. Like I cannot, I won't go into pet stores with animals because I'll just feel so bad for all of them and want all of them. Right. And I, I can't care for all of them. So like, I just don't even go in. I can't. I get that. It's probably like too much, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that completely. Oh, that's so, 
That's so, so, so interesting. I almost feel like too, I've been like vegan for like eight or so years. And I almost feel like it's kind of stupid. I'm sure different than your experience. But when I changed my diet, I felt more connected to the animal community because I was like, I care for you. Like I want to do the right thing for you. And it's, it's funny. I feel like I was like that when I was younger. Like I loved all animals, but now I just... I feel like they're all these like special little beings mm-hmm. that need love, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like when I, I first went vegan when I was in law school because oh, I had so many digestive wonder. issues. Me and you both, girl. <laughs> and so that, so I, when I first went vegan, I wasn't in the consciousness of it's for the animals. It was just like, mm-hmm. I, I want to feel better. And then eventually it grew from, I want to feel better to, yes, I want to feel better, but I also don't want to eat animals to like, they're my friends to, I talk to them to, are you crazy? Like, no way. Um, so yes. It's, yes, I definitely went through the same thing that you did of like, so I can't awesome. even, like, I look at these animals and I'm like, I that cow, like, I want you to be my, my, like, I want you to live at my house. I love you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> Honestly, if I could communicate with a cow, that would mess me up. I would never be able to eat a cow again. That was the, one of my first sessions with a cow named Zabu. It was awesome. And he said, I'll never forget so it. Cool. He told me, I said, what's something that you love doing? And he said, I love, I love eating the cold ice cream and I was like (laughs) I don't really think a cow is eating ice cream you know this is one of my first sessions right and what it turned out to be he said I love eating the cold ice cream with mom and the mom knew exactly what he meant what he meant is he she would take him for walks every day yeah and they would walk through a cold stream and every time they got to the water he would stop and drink the water So, and that was a learning experience for me because what he actually said to me in the session was I'm I'm swallowing something cold, frozen that I really like. And my human brain turned that into ice cream. Right. right? But like, that was one of the first sessions. And she was like, oh my gosh, I walk him every day. And he always stops and drinks the cold water in this one stream. It's just so awesome. I am glad, glad you brought that up because I remember at the beginning of our session, you said, well, some things may come across as one thing, but the animal means something else. So be open-minded. Yes. And I always give people that reminder, not because I want, I don't ever want you to make it fit. Mm-hmm. I, I just want you to be open-minded because like, say I keep talking about a pink ball, a pink ball, but maybe it's red, like <laughs> dark pink and red. It's like the same thing, you know? So right. it's like, you always have to think a little bit outside the box, but just to kind of get the most value out of it, if it doesn't make sense right away. Exactly. Oh, oh so that. cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Nikki. Seriously, this has been so much fun. I really Yeah, you're awesome. Sharing. Yeah, this was great. Like I've been on so many podcasts, but this was like the most fun. Just like the the, oh, the so dialogue glad. back and forth. It was awesome. I'm so yeah. you're a peach. You have so much cool information too. I'm invested. I hope you have like a show one day. Like I would fully watch. It's, so it's so funny. Um, that's actually in the process. Shut up. Like I so, am, girl. Right? Dude, that's when so I, cool. When I exploded on TikTok, you no, know, what I forget how it happened, but a bunch of production companies reached out to me and I signed with one of them. So we're in the process right now. We created what's called a sizzle reel, which is yes. kind of like a movie trailer. The pilot. Kind of yeah. So yeah. it's like three and a half minutes in January. I can't say who it's with yet, but in January, they're going to start pitching the networks. And the vision is to have a, a docu-series. So like a six to nine episode season, maybe more if, if it does well of me every season, me talking to three different animals and just like, I don't really know, but like wow. educating the world, like, hey, this is real. 100%. So stay tuned for that. that so <laughs> Nikki, cool. congrats. So That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. That is so fun. I think this is just like a great lesson too. When you really step into your personal power, it doesn't matter what that is, right? Like it could be, it could look different for everybody. I feel like life really shows up for you. Like, oh, all yeah. The- 
cool things that have happened to you in the past year. Like, oh, it's so cool. It's validating. I I was saying to my husband last night, like, what if the show doesn't get picked up? I was like, even if it doesn't, it's still a good opportunity for me or a good learning experience. And my husband's like, Nick, like, why wouldn't it get picked up? Like, it just makes sense. You know, I agree. Honestly, someone who had no idea about animal communication, as soon as I found you on TikTok, like I was mesmerized. I'm pretty sure I talked to Kat about it multiple times. <laughs> we talked about it a ton. We talked about it on one of our podcasts too. When she got the results back, we like went through the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. It if you guys so cool. know what episode that was, send it to me and I'll like definitely broadcast will. it places. Yeah, oh, we'll have to, we'll have so to cool. Um, but yeah, it, your, what, your work is amazing and it's amazing. cool that you're really like making a difference in people's lives, but in like a way that honestly no one else can help them with. Yeah, yeah right. Um, Hundred percent. Thank you so much for coming on, taking the time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you both so Um, much. I know you have a wait list, uh, but if you want to tell our audience where they can find you, if they do want to book a session, how to get on the wait list, things like that. Sure. So I'm on all the socials. So TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. It's Nikki. It's at Nikki Vasconez. Just FYI, there are so many scammers, so many imposter accounts. Like I'll never DM you. It's just my name, Nikki Vasconez, no numbers. Uh, my website is NikkiVasconez.com. The way to get a session is, so right now what I do is about three or four times a year, I take a new batch of orders. So if you go on my website and then go to the services tab, you can and you can add your name and email to the wait list and then you'll get notified the next time that I'm taking new orders. Cool. Easy enough for sure. And we'll oh, yeah. link. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we'll put Nikki in the description too. So you guys can find her uh, easily. Awesome. Thank you Yay. both so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Wow. I love Nikki. I feel like I followed her on TikTok before and she's like adorable in her videos, but it's funny. I feel like some people, like when you're in conversation with them, like, you know, how it is like, they're just not the same person. She's identical. She's such a sweet little angel. I just want to go like, love on my dog now. I know. I love it. What a beautiful world she sees too. When she was like talking about mowing, I was like, it's the best thing I've ever heard. And I, I really do feel that way. Honestly, it's funny. Like, do you notice this kind of thing too? I was like saying this to somebody and they were like, okay, you fucking hippie loser. But (laughs) it was like, I feel like when I was like younger, I was like, oh, it's, it's not nice out. It's cold. The weather sucks. I feel like I like walk outside now as an adult and I'm like, Ooh, the breeze on my face. And like the world around me. Like, I just feel like when you think about it, like all these like elements of life and like your animals, like it's so cool, you know? Cat really appreciates the little things. I do. I try my best. (laughs) No, that was so cool. Honestly, she's so awesome. And it's, it really is interesting to see, like you said, like she really is making like a difference. Like it's not just a job that's, you know, a lot of jobs are at the end of the day, not that it's anyone's fault, but they are self-serving and, you know, we're, we're working for ourselves. I think it's so cool how her work really affects not only the animals, but the people in their lives too. Yes. And honestly, I can't explain the shift and like the connection I felt with Blue after her reading with him. I can't explain it. And some people will be like, you're crazy. But like, I swear, like, she said way too many things that were too much of a coincidence. And like she mentioned in the interview, she doesn't know anything about us. Right. Like I'm pretty sure she didn't even know my last name. So she couldn't have looked up my Instagram. Like she literally doesn't know anything. She's never been to our apartment or anything. And she knew one thing that she did say, I think I talked about this in a previous episode that she, um, she said that blue, like likes to go hang out with the neighbor to like the right like the dog and like we have he had one friend at the time in the complex and that was the dog it's just kind of insane so 
Um, it is. That's crazy. I really recommend her getting on her wait list if you're interested. At least give her a follow because she does a ton of like tips and tricks on how you can connect better with your animals. Um, very entertaining. So really glad we got to talk to Nikki today and got glad you guys got to witness it. Yes, she's awesome. I think she's making a massive difference. And it's it's just cool too, realizing that you really can connect. And I love that she was like, look, it's not just me. It's anybody that can do so. So I think that's awesome. And yeah, she has a lot of free resources and stuff too. So amazing, truly amazing. And also it sounds like she literally will do any animal. So <laughs> even if you have a um, pet mouse, a she'll do you a fish. <laughs> right? love it. Okay. Well, I need to go love on blue now. So. Oh, me too. I know Gigi jumped up here during the episode and I was like, girl, I'm proud of you. So brave, <laughs> brave little that before. I know she's like normally a scaredy bean. I think it's just really loud for her. We'll talk about this later, but I moved and there's a lot of construction going on. And I feel bad. I feel like, I feel like pets ears are so sensitive, you know, for sure. I think we need a life update episode. Like, yes, before, before we round out season two, we need to like end with our life. Oh, update. I like that. We have a lot of things to share. <laughs> lots been happening over here so oh yeah well guys thank you so much for listening um we really appreciate it definitely go give nikki a follow she is amazing and we hope that you are a fan just like we are um we will see you next week and if you ever need anything don't forget to oh your girl see you guys